2: Uh, the storyline of the night, after all the you know on the field stuff we talked about yesterday, became and this became a much bigger story than how either team was playing. Was the officiating? Um, you had all kinds of missed calls, all kinds of missed calls. You had the roughing the passers, which is where we'll spend the most time. But then you had what had to have been a makeup call for defensive holding on a field goal late that cost the Raiders points. Um, you had. What else did we have there? We had Chris Jones uh, with both a hold and hands to the face, not called against the offensive lineman against him in a critical late moment in the game. Jad points out there might have been a little too much contact on Travis Kelsey's end on the last touchdown. Like, just call after call after call on meaningful play after meaningful play. The talker today is the roughing the passer situation. So in the first half, and everybody saw it. I'm not going to pretend like you didn't see it on Carr as Chris Jones literally does the only thing he can do like tackles Carr takes the ball away and they say put his weight on the passer or something um, we then see Patrick Mahomes later in the gay game flung to the ground violently like much more violently than Tom Brady was on his roughing so then Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in key primetime moments have that situation happen they don't get the call Carr gets this weird call. Brady has a call at the end of a game in a critical moment. That's enough. Like, we've had enough. That is too—like, it's it's like we had with pass interference. It's like we had with what is a catch. And in both of those instances, I do think that we've gotten better. We've got to get better with this call. I don't—I'm not saying it's simple. I'm not saying I don't think that the league is getting— you know, pulled in different directions on this because of what happened with Tua Tonga-Viola. Like, quarterbacks are very, very vulnerable. We see things like Tua, and it it freaks everybody out. So either protect the quarterbacks and, like, put flags on them for real, or you have to be willing to accept the inherent risk that comes with playing football, the inherent risk of a Tua situation, which was a clean play, Right? Um, Derek Carr definitely could have been injured on that play. It's a clean play, though, because Chris Jones cannot tackle him in any other way because a guy like Patrick Mahomes, if Chris Jones doesn't go at them like that, who's very good at escaping, would get out of that tackle. Mahomes, who was thrown to the ground, that's what you don't want, so you got to throw the flag there. And Brady at the end of the game, that's not roughing the passer. I I mean, we can't have this because – when it is a quarterback, Tommy, it's almost always going to be in the spotlight in a critical moment like this. So make up your mind. Accept the inherent risk and let it go and say you just can't hit him in the head and that's pretty much it. Or put flags on him and, and just sacks come by pulling flag. I don't know what I don't know what the alternative is, but it's not this.
1: Uh, I mean, just take a look at Andy Reed, uh, for, from last night and, and the, the typically mild mannered big red, I've never seen him so angry than he was on the sideline last night. And, uh, you know, the, the narrative, the storyline would be significantly different this morning. If Kansas city had lost the game, um, you know, winning takes the bite out of some of this, uh, for Kansas city fans. Uh, but the, the the issue lingers, the issue remains when it comes to roughing the passer. And I really think that the, the one thing, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that the NFL should do this, but one easy fix, if they don't really want to look at the rule or look at the intent of the rule, one easy way to just completely get rid of this is to stop tracking quarterback sacks and stop incentivizing quarterback sacks. I'm not suggesting that they should do that. I don't want them to do that. I think that takes away a lot of the fun of the game. But if you are tracking a statistical category where the the result of the play is the quarterback getting thrown to the ground and tackled, then maybe you ought to stop incentivizing it and you ought to stop tracking it. Uh, I think that there's a better solution out there. But hey, that's the easiest one where you don't even have to change the rule. You don't even have to. Like, I think that a lot of defensive players will be like, well, wait a second. Like, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore if if I sat the contracts
2: are based on that.
1: Exactly um, right. I mean, like yeah, it, no. players are being incentivized to do that. But yet I, I think it's impossible. How do you be a defensive player right now in the National Football League? Like they have neutered the the, the defensive players and it started with right. pass interference. And I do agree with you. I think they've gotten it. I think it's better than what it was, mm-hmm. the pass interference uh, controversy and all of that. But they took a lot of the teeth out of you know, team secondaries when it came to defending the pass. And now they're, you know, the the whole focus is on roughing the passer. Um, I've heard a lot of people, and I've seen people talk about it on social media, and I want to get your take on this because I'll tell you exactly how I feel about it. A lot of people are suggesting that roughing the passer ought to be a reviewable penalty, sort of like the targeting call in college, and that it goes up to the booth, and that it's reviewed, and, you know, every angle is looked at and scrutinized, and then a decision is made. So I'll tell you how I feel about it, but I want to hear your take
2: on it first. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I think it's the answer. I think two things are the answer. Um, I think that they had it right when they took headshots out for quarterbacks. If you touch their head, it's roughing. I'm okay with that. It, and, and that can bite you if you're a defensive player, but it doesn't bite you that often. Sometimes. But I think that is a common ground for quarterbacks to, to be too easily concussed. Don't touch them on the head, I don't, right? I don't think so. Um, but I, reviewing it, absolutely. Yes, yeah, reviewing the play. Review the play. It, review no, the play. I, I don't think so. That, that no. solves it because you don't think reviewing the play is a good idea?
1: No. no. And you know why? Because you remember that year when the NFL decided they were going to review pass interference calls? and the disaster that it was, like, look at NFL officiating as a whole. They will get that wrong. It will be wrong more often than it will be right. And so I've seen so many different people, like, just review it. Just take it to the booth and review it. Or, you know, have coaches be able to challenge it. I guarantee you the NFL will get it wrong more often than they get it right. That's do the you whole think reason that why the reviewing pass interference is no longer wrong? part of it.
2: Do you think they get targeting wrong in college though? Because I don't think they ever get targeting wrong. I I can't remember a time where I feel like oh they blew that targeting review. The, right? I
1: think the I think the margin of error is a lot uh, a lot smaller with targeting. Like you're looking for one thing. You're looking for a defender lowering the helmet. That's the only thing you're looking for when it comes right. to you, roughing I, the passer. There are you, you so do many have to alter.
2: So right. if you're going to review it, you can't just solely review. You do have to alter the rule, too. Like right. whatever the body weight thing was that they were citing yesterday, that can't be a thing, right? You Because you can't both have a defender know that, okay, we cannot just hit them like we'd hit a running back. So grabbing them around the waist and pulling them to the ground has to be allowed. Chris Jones just running through Derek Carr, basically, who, by the way, That was an incredible feat of athleticism by Chris Jones to not only catch himself to not smash Derek Carr, but to also use his other arm to pull the football away. I mean, that was for him to really not just pancake Derek Carr on the ground while pulling that ball away was one of the more incredible athletic things I've seen from a non-wide receiver on a football field in a really long time. Chris Jones, at the same time he sacked Derek Carr, like saved his life. He, d- he didn't do what they were, you know, penalized him for. When he, when he probably, I don't even know how he didn't, but anyway, you have to Did also you see... alter the rules. Like yeah. you have to Did... say, okay, that isn't, that is no longer roughing the path. But I do think reviewing it, is a good call and a challenge because here's why the the spin throw to the ground thing there is way too much risk of a concussion on that so i am fine with that being reviewed because what would be found if it was reviewed is that tom brady's was not a throwdown and that could have been overturned but patrick mahomes which very clearly was Would be a penalty that seems reviewable to me. Head, you know, shots to the head are the most easy thing to review. Did you touch him in the head or didn't you? Did you lower your head or not? But you also have to, yes, change the rule because the Chris Jones thing just shouldn't be roughing the passer anyway. That shouldn't be a rule that you can't put your full body weight on a quarter. You you put your full body weight into anything when you tackle somebody. So that's a stupid thing to even consider anyway. That shouldn't be a rule in the first place, let alone reviewable.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm i actually going to walk back something that I said yesterday on the show when we were talking about the Tom, the Tom Brady, Grady Jarrett play from Sunday. And you asked me if I thought that uh, the, the Tua Tagovailoa situation had anything to do with that roughing the passer call on Tom Brady. At the time yesterday, I said no. I just thought it was Tom Brady. I thought it was Tom Brady getting a call, and it was just an egregious call from Jerome Boger's crew. Um, but we we saw what happened with Tom Brady, and then we saw what happened with Derek Carr last night. This is absolutely an overcorrection from the two attack of Iloa yeah. situation. Now, I was an advocate out of an abundance of caution to hold out a player who you know the the camera shows that his head hit the turf, and out of, uh, out of an abundance of caution, remove them from the game and really make sure that you are uh, protecting the player in that in that regard in that situation. But you know, going back to the whole uh, reviewing. In principle, I I think that's the right thing. In principle, I really do. Like, that that seems to be a a common thread. I just don't think the NFL is going to get it right. I just don't think the officiating crew is going to get it right. I have no faith in the review process. I have no faith in the challenge process because, again, I go back to, that one year, it only, it only lasted one season when the NFL reviewed pass interference calls and they got it wrong so often because they, you know, there's, there's a difference between with that, with that play, seeing it in real time. And then in slow motion, uh, they got it wrong and they don't review those anymore. That's not part of the game anymore. So I just don't have any faith that them reviewing roughing the passer will have any sort of positive impact whatsoever. I think it'll just make people more angry.
2: I, I pass interference has gotten better. Um, you know, the things that the NFL has honed in the catch rule has gotten much better. Much, much better. We all understand it now. What what reviewing would allow is for us to have a more clear understanding of what is and is not. Pass interference, the problem with pass interference is just happening too often, right? And and I think that there's less room for um Opin- not opinion but th- there's less margin for error in what what is and isn't roughing the passer if you alt- if you fix the rules yes we're overcorrecting to TuA. I also don't want to just sit here and say I-, I don't like the bash the NFL thing because the NFL's put into a bad position here right like they have to you remember the topics in the in the the tone of the conversation after TuA, right? So, okay, well, we got to make sure that doesn't happen again. What do we do? Let's protect the quarterback. So, all right, officials, we have got to protect these quarterbacks. And last night they're protecting the quarterback and everybody throws their hands up and can't believe it and it's fine. Like, you can't have both. So, you got to decide as fans, as players, as a league, what you're going to do because you can't have both, right? You can protect quarterbacks from headshots. That seems simple and something the league has gotten right incidental or not I don't it's okay but you can't both you, you can't both have football be the game we love and calls like the one against Derek Carr enrage us and at the same time not have the situation like Tua at some point you have to accept the inherent risk that comes with playing football and you can do everything you can to protect that quarterback and that's what the league's primarily trying to do but you can also create avenues to where that protection doesn't alter the outcome of a game as it did in the Tampa game. And as it almost did last night. And you could say that it did because the officials then had a very obvious makeup call later on a field goal attempt that kept the chiefs drive alive that won them the game. So yeah, it it, it did alter the game even though the chiefs won. So allow yourself the nuance to survive it. But as fans, you cannot both be outraged by the Tua situation and outraged by the Derek Carr situation because that's counterintuitive.
1: I think you can. And I am. I'm I mean I disagree with you. But what are you uh, gonna I, do then? You either protect I, the quarterback or you don't. No no no. I it's they're two they're two separate situations. Like I was I was upset about the two situation for allowing him back in the game. The play itself was clean. The play itself was fine. It was not roughing the passer. They didn't take care of him after the fact. This is separate from a rush a roughing the passer. Penalty on Chris Jones that should have never been called. They're, they're, two, they're apples and oranges. They're two completely separate things. So I think as fans, absolutely you can be angry at the way the two situation was handled and the way the Chris Jones situation was handled.
2: Well, let's fix it then. And the league does, and the league's going to make changes. And, and you sent me something that they're already reviewing it. I'm going to give them a chance to get it right because I think ultimately they will. It's going to take some, it'll be a complicated path to get there but i do think they're eventually going to get this right because two we are you know big moment after big moment this keeps happening they'll fix it we'll work through the nuance of what that solution is and the best way to get there but man it was on display last night a couple other things we're going to have a giveaway in the next segment we got Dan Israel coming up in at the top of the second of the hour i think we have and i'm not saying it's overreaction i think we have the potential for overreaction to two things outside of the game itself You had a comment from Troy Aikman during the game, and you had a situation after the game with Devontae Adams. An opportunity for some overreaction. Is it? We'll discuss with both of those situations next on Sports Daily.